So again, it's ironic that we start today here in the fast lane by letting you know, of course, that we're about to speak. Well, not about to. About 5.40 or so we're scheduled to speak with Tim Hasselbeck, ACC Network Analyst. So why not speak with him around 5.40 after we discuss a different analyst? The one you'll hear, of course, on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app starting at 6 p.m. tomorrow evening Game two of our college football doubleheader, which starts at 11.30. More on that in our votes of confidence. But that other analyst is the subject of the Fast Five at Five-ish, which begins right now. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. Trey is Mike Burnup, the Cal Ripken Jr. of college football football analyst because he will broadcast his 500th consecutive Virginia Tech football game this coming Saturday starting at 6 6 p.m. on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app when Pitt and Virginia Tech square off 41 consecutive seasons for home away and even neutral site games Mike Burnup on the call for Virginia Tech football and oh by the way when football and basketball don't conflict He's doing men's basketball as well, Trey. It begs the question, is he the Cal Ripken Jr. of college football analysts? Hard to, you know, not disagree with that. I think that's a, a good assessment. You know, speaking of Cal Ripken Jr., by the way, since you agree with me, there's nothing more for me to add. I already teed it up there. But speaking of Cal Ripken Jr. and the house that he built. Number four. On the night, the Baltimore Orioles clinched the American League East Championship with a 2 to nothing victory. Over the Boston Red Sox, they also announced a 30-year lease extension with the state of Maryland and the Maryland Stadium Authority to keep playing their games at Camden Yards. Was there ever any doubt, trade that this was going to happen? Or, as you guys often discuss in the Foul Ball Area podcast, as you're an AL East guy yourself, a fan of the New York Yankees, this more the reality of dealing with the Angelos family and sometimes things that seem more obvious like, oh, I don't know, working with Maryland Governor Wes Moore, among other things, uh, don't necessarily come all that easily. Yeah, Camden's uh, an amazing ballpark and is a, a historic ballpark, really. So, yeah, I'm happy it's staying. And, uh, you know, perfect. Uh, fun fact, the uh, the last time the O's announced a lease agreement, it was when they ended a 21-game losing streak They the same day. And obviously they announced it today, the 30-year extension and then they win the American League East. So it seems to be a good trend for, for a team that I would not be shocked make a World Series run this year. It would be awesome if they did. Obviously, I'm a Phillies fan. My team's in it. Yours is not. The yeah, Yankees. we don't want to talk about the um, We you, don't need to elaborate further if, on that. If you want to hear me rant, uh, I've done it plenty on the Foul Ball Area podcast. Hey, Phillies and Orioles would be fun for me. Uh, Aaron Judge is still the best hitter in baseball. That's all that matters. When I was a little kid, I loved the Orioles because of Cal Ripken Jr. and the Padres because of Tony Gwynn. Uh, so, you know, Padres are an epic disaster right now, obviously, with how much money they've spent and how little ROI they've gotten on their investments. But the Orioles, I mean, despite their ownership, speaking of disasters, their ownership has been that for a while. Um, it would be cool to see them make a run, and they've had a lot of loyal fans in spite of ownership challenges. Speaking of trains, by the way, number three, expect this one to continue. We saw it last week out of the University of Virginia, and now this week out of Liberty University, a player entering the transfer portal as we're now at the four-game threshold. It may seem like a shock because Akil Washington, the linebacker, telling a sea of red.com among others, or uh, uh, reportedly, 
according to a cfred.com among others planning to enter the transfer portal uh, i'm honestly not surprised and i'll sound homerific here in favor of liberty but th there's a reason for this he seems like the kind of guy that you wanted to keep around because he had proven ability with a heavy roster turnover 50 percent across the board and especially on defense including at linebacker but as it became obvious that they would be fine without Akil Washington and that their defense would be fine as well, that he wasn't going to be part of the plans. You preserve his redshirt status. You allow him to go ahead and enter the transfer portal because the production just hasn't been there. He's not been a scheme fit for what they ask uh, out of the linebackers right now at Liberty. He's played in four games, but he's got four total tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, no sacks. And this is kind of that make or break point. Um, you hate it as a trend person going forward, but I think if you're Liberty, you got what you wanted out of this particular situation. Number two. We'll get to this in the Fast Five at Five-ish as well, sports betting, but the NFL and NFLPA jointly announcing today, and by the way, it's not a coincidence they jointly announced this one because you need this kind of unity on something like this, but a new betting policy, which is much easier to digest. First violation, two-game suspension without pay. Second violation, six-game suspension without pay. Third violation, suspension without pay for at least one year if you bet on NFL games. Those are the policies. There are relaxed standards on betting on any other sport outside of the NFL. I mean, it does seem like common sense when you could just drive a, you know, a block or two away from the premises and make your bet on the NBA or Major League Baseball or whatever if you care. Um, but here's the other thing. A violation of betting on your team is one year, two years if a player bets, or violation is one year, a player bets on his own team, it's two years, and if they bet on the other team playing their team, it's considered fixing a match and results in banishment. This is much easier to digest than the prior policy, which is why this makes quite a bit of sense, and glad to see the NFL come to their senses on this. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. Las Vegas police arresting a man in a deadly shooting in 1996 of Tupac Shakur. A long-awaited break, but as one of the people charged with prosecuting this mentioned, this was somebody from Los Angeles, so he was not technically able to process the case, but he mentioned that the guy named Dwayne Keith D. Davis by the way, Keith is a type of weed, apparently. Dwayne Keith D. Davis was arrested early this Friday morning, September 29th, although the exact charges are not known. This because Davis has long been known to investigators and himself after he, wait for it here, admitted himself in interviews and in his 2019 tell-all memoir, Compton Street Legend, that he was in the Cadillac where the gunfire erupted during September 1996 in the drive-by shooting. Uh, I've watched enough First 48 episodes to know if you place yourself at the scene and you're part of the group that's engaged in the activity that you are presumed guilty in the law of court. I don't know why it took us three to four years to get to this point on a legal level, but whatever. In the meantime, here's the other part. There were four people in that car. The other three all died, and I did the Google research. They all died from gunshot wounds. Uh, some sooner than others after this particular incident took place such as lifestyle you know if you uh am live by the gun die by the gun this thing can happen and there is your fast five at five -ish. now we transition from that back to sports betting we encourage it responsibly with our votes of confidence nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence the confidence i think that the team has you know winning makes you feel good makes you confident 
Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. See, if you want to know about our results from prior weeks, you can just go back and keep receipts, of course, because you know we keep receipts. And guess what? We keep receipts. We do. At Fastlane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Simply put, you're, you're one game above 500. I am one game below 500. There it is. Thank you for the update, Trey. So, we're going backwards with our votes of confidence. NASCAR, truck race, and cup race. Truck tomorrow, cup Sunday from Talladega. I got Zane in trucks, and he should have won this last time there at Talladega. I'm going to take Bubba in the cup race. You love going Bubba on these type of tracks. I can't blame you. He's very good at them. I'm going Grand Infinger in the truck race. Similar team setup that's very good, but uh, I'm going Infinger in the truck race. B-Rad, Brad Keselowski, he's the odds-on favored. Ryan Priest, though, would be your value driver if you're looking someone further down the board. Meanwhile, college football. Liberty, they are off this week. Early game tomorrow, UVA is at Boston College. A three-and-a-half-point underdog and an over-under of 52-and-a-half. Both teams suck, so I'll take UVA because it's three-and-a-half, and I'll take the under. I'm going over because these are the type of teams that can move the ball well enough, and they commit enough penalties to aid in that process. That there will be multiple opportunities to score points. Uh, and I'm going with Boston College because Virginia's just got to prove it that they can get it done. More to that theory in just a moment. But Florida, a one and a half point dog at Kentucky. That's an 11:30 airtime on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app with an over under of 45 and a half. Trey? Uh, I'm going the Gators. This is a history play. Uh, this is like the first time in like 40 years Kentucky's favored in this matchup. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Florida. I even think they get the outright win. Um, and I'll go under 45 and a half. You know my deal, Trey. It's one and a half. I'm going Kentucky, but if you gave me my druthers, I would take Kentucky on the money line as opposed to one and a half uh, just because. Oh, I'm going under 45 and a half. Kentucky likes to play slow it down defense in Florida. Not the most prolific offensively. Game two of that doubleheader, by the way, on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app starting at 6 p.m. Virginia Tech, two and a half point underdog at home to Pitt. Sold out Virginia Tech, 40 and a half the point total. Sold out. Tech's strength is their defensive line. Pitt's offensive line is not look good. Djokovic has turned the ball over. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm going Tech here. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll keep it under two and a half. So Tech in the under. I'm using your history play logic against you. I'm going with Pitt because they have the history against Virginia Tech. Um, and just right now, again, prove it to me, Virginia Tech, that you can get a win even as bad as Pitt is. I'm going under as well. I think penalties and mistakes could be an issue, but the difference is I don't think the offenses are good enough to capitalize as often. So this may be the type that thwarts other drives. A couple other college football games of note. Trey, quickly, Colorado, 21.5 point underdog at home to USC, point total 72.5. USC in the under, same logic as last week with Oregon. I'm going USC at 21 and a half. The books are begging you to take Colorado for a backdoor cover. I fell for that last week. I'm actually going over in this one. I think USC gives up more points, so it will go over 72 and a half. Clemson's seven-point favorite at Syracuse, 53 and a half the point total. Clemson in the under. I'm going Syracuse in the under at seven, six and a half. I don't like it as much, but seven's around even number. I think Clemson ultimately does get it done. Five and a half, Notre Dame at Duke. 52 and a half the point total for a night game where game day will be. Notre Dame has dominated ACC opponents. I think they do it here. Um, Duke 
shouldn't have beaten Clemson. If you go back and watch that game, Clemson really lost that game. So give me Notre Dame and give me the over 52.5. Even though Notre Dame happens to be banged up at wide receiver, I think they have the quarterback to compensate for it in the passing game, whereas Duke, it's really Riley Leonard and whatever he does offensively. Notre Dame's defense, as we saw against Ohio State, they're good enough to key on him. That's why I go to the under 52.5. I think points can be at a premium, but I trust Notre Dame to get more of them. Quadruple header, NFL on Sunday, Trey. Falcons, three-point dogs against Jacksonville in London. 43 is the point total. Falcons in the over. I'm going Jacksonville in the under. I'm completely opposite. Overseas, a little bit of an adjustment. I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter either. Jacksonville in a much-needed bounce-back spot for them. Game two of our quadruple header. Commanders, eight and a half at Philadelphia, 43 and a half. Uh, dominant defensive line, Eagles in the over, 43 and a half. Get that, I, I could see six touchdowns and a field goal. I see Philadelphia winning, but Washington's defense will make plays enough early to keep this lower scoring. And then I think Philly gets the lead and just squats on it, which is why I go with Philadelphia to win. Washington to cover at 8.5 and, and under 43.5. Game 3 of our quadruple header. Patriots, 6.5 point underdogs at the Dallas Cowboys. 43.5 as well in that game. Yeah, Pats and the Pats. I trust Bill Belichick more than anyone there. I think there's an overwhelming coaching matchup. So Pats in the under. I think Dallas in a bounce back spot. I'm going with the Cowboys, even though I would love to see the Patriots with that. I am also going with the under. I think both these teams thrive defensively, and Dallas will uh, be better equipped to not uh, not struggle like they did last week. Meanwhile, Trey, if you want to avoid Taylor Swift TV shots, we have your solution on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app because Game 4 of our quadruple header features those Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets with a point total of 41.5 and, and the Chiefs favor by 8.5. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. I think they want to put on a show, put up a lot of points, similar to their game against the the Bears last week so Chiefs in the over I am going Chiefs but I am going the under this is an issue for the Jets throughout the year here's my one worry about that that Zach Wilson struggles early the Jets yank him because Salah's talked publicly about loving Zach Wilson but privately there are real concerns and the locker room can smell that he's just not the guy uh, but I go under as well people have underestimated how Kansas City has actually been a very good defensive team for so much of this season so that's a quick look at what we expect in the games this weekend. When we return here in the fast lane, speaking of games this weekend, there's not a lot of them in high school football. Seminole District, there are a slew of teams on the bye, including Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trostlaw.com. That's next. We're going back next week. Yes, yeah, 6.30 cool. East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate Show for Liberty I just want to don't, don't get dumped on the fact that I might have to work tonight, so I'm good, right? Yep, you're good. Okay. You're good. You're good. You can, uh, you can relax a little bit on a Friday evening, as can our guy. Ty Tracy. But Dave Walls cannot relax. He's got other responsibilities. He will dish on that, including big races to come this coming weekend from WSET's Dave Walls here in just a moment. And Tim Hasselback. Are you racing this weekend? I am. I'm running the 10-mile version of it. Good luck. Yes. I'll take all the luck I can get for this. Uh, and I got a little bit because JF has the bye week, so I at least get a Friday night of not calling games. In the meantime, that when we return here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, Fast Lane, Ed Lane, and Trey Lavi T on the socials.